0: Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. Welcome back to the God-Centered Men's Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Tim Holloway, and I am glad to be back at you again. Happy Thursday. I hope you are enjoying your week. Uh, If you're new here, this is a podcast uh, dedicated to Christian men inside of recovery to live an awesome spirit-filled life. So if that is you, then welcome. If you haven't done so already, I encourage you to click on the link that is inside the description, and that'll take you to more information concerning our recovery groups that we have going. Awesome way to support and to encourage one another. So we're going to continue on our topic, and that is in um, Luke chapter 8. If you're following along, we're moving into where Jesus calms the storm. So, And uh, chapter 8, verse 22, I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and they set out. And as they sailed, he fell uh, asleep. And a squaw came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped and they were in great danger. Disciples woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters and the storm subsided and all was calm. Where is your faith? He asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. Awesome, awesome story. Um, so we're going to glean some information uh, in regards to recovery and um, some steps on how to stay calm and peaceful inside of the storm. Um, we're going to give you eight basic little uh, steps, uh, principles uh, that you can have and hold, uh, do and perform to be able to have peace in the storm. So I want to start this off as my first boat ride. Um, I think it was probably, uh, 16 years old and I went out on the ocean, uh, inside this little boat. Um, I, am thinking probably only about five or six people could fit on this boat. Uh, it was a super, super small, uh, rickety little houseboat, um, that uh, didn't fit that many people. So as we were, we, sail, uh, we sailed out, I didn't have any sails, but as we <laughs> motor putted out, uh, you know, we got to the middle of the ocean and we began some uh, deep sea fishing. And during that process, um, the boat started to sink. So I'm uh, afraid of not being in control to begin with. And I'm inside this little rickety boat. And I'm in the middle of the ocean, and it's starting to take on water. And so at first, it was kind of like the captain or the guy who was sleeping in the boat. (laughs) I don't know if you call him a captain or not. But uh, uh, it started pelling the water out, and then soon, seeing that it was taking on a lot of water, so he decided to call um, the the Baywatch uh, people. You know, I seen the Baywatch on TV and I didn't really think that they were going to roll up and it was going to say Baywatch on the side. But nevertheless, um, we were taking on so much water that we were contemplating just kind of abandoning the boat. So we all got our life jackets on. And um, during this process, we're thinking, so when should we jump? (laughs) Luckily, the the Baywatch people came and they... um, they stuck a, a hose inside of our boat uh, to pump all the water out and then they hooked us onto them and they pulled us um, to safety. I say all that to say this that I know exactly how it feels to be in a dangerous situation or to be in a boat that's uh, that is very dangerous and, and, and it's a scary uh, situation uh, filled with anxiety. So what we're going to talk about jumping jump in here is, is, is to calm the sea, to calm the storm. And the first thing we got to understand is that life is a journey. And that is the reality that there is going to be storms. There is going to be dark times. There is going to be waves. There's going to be things that come upon your life that you don't like. These come in the form of pain. They come in the form of trauma. They come in the form of death. They come in the form of lost relationships. And the fact of the matter is is that life is much like being in a boat. Sometimes it's calm. sometimes it's smooth sailing. Sometimes it's beautiful outside and and it's just, you know, a calming day and you're fishing and you're relaxing. And then other days it's a tempest. So the first step in, in learning to be calm in the storm is understanding that there is going to be a storm. There is going to be a storm. Life is a journey. You know, part of what causes us a lot of pain is our expectations. And that is we think that uh, because we believe in God, because we have faith, because we're on this recovery journey, or because we're doing the right thing, that everything is going to work out. And as we know that uh, this is not reality, there are some outcomes that we are not in control of whatsoever. And if you've had a relative who is an addiction, you know this. Like their sobriety is beyond your control. There may be an outcome that you that you face that is not quite enjoyable for you. They might end up going to prison. You might end up having to kick them out of your house. You might end up having to get a divorce. And all of these outcomes we don't particularly like. But there are certain things that we have to understand that in life, it is a journey and storms do come. And if you've come to the uh, to God expecting that everything is going to magically work out, I guarantee you, you're going to be severely disappointed uh, in the first mindset, because God is not our genie. He's not there to um, provide every single wish and whim that we have and that his ways are beyond our ways, and that there's going to be times where it looks like he's failing us. There's going to be times where it looks like he's not coming through for us. And so knowing that going into this game uh, will help us a lot because we want to be calm in the storm. And to, to be able to do that, we have to have our expectations set right. If somebody told you that God is your, uh, your genie and he's here to, uh, your, your, your wish is at his command, then I guarantee you, you're not going to be ready for the storms. And you're not going to be calm inside of the storm because your expectation has been set up to fail. You know, we, we give this a lot in, in evangelical circles, and that is come to Christ and he will change your life. And there's no doubt that he does change your life. But the message that gets across is come to Christ and he'll make everything beautiful. And the fact of the matter is, is that that is not the case. Uh, Coming to to Christ might require you to stop enabling people. And this is going to be a very painful process. Coming to Christ might be taking a stand inside your marriage and it might end in divorce because of unfaithfulness and different stuff. So coming to Christ does not guarantee some peachy, rosy outcome. Starting this recovery journey doesn't mean everything's going to restore and fall into place. But it is a journey and it it is a process. Number two is to know where you are going. So inside the storms of life, it's important for us to know where we are going. You see, uh, Jesus uh, started out and said, let us go over to the other side of the lake, and that is there was the destination involved. So when you start out on this journey, no matter what uh, journey you're on, understand that there is a a process, there is a starting point, there is an ending point, and that you have a destination and you have a goal in mind. You see, Jesus said the goal and the intention was to go over to the other side of the lake, and during that process of going to the other side of the lake, there came a storm. And this is very much how any area of our life works. We set out on a journey. That is, let's just take our family, for example. I'm um, talking about the four areas of your life, family, faith, fitness, and finance. Let's talk about family for a second. That you set out on a journey to have an awesome ma- marriage and you set out your intention say, you know what, we're gonna go to the other side. We're gonna go to the other side of this pain. We're gonna go to the other side of these problems, and we have a clear set goal, and, um, and this is where you're going. Well, on the process to getting there, you're going to face many trials, many temptations, many dark nights of the soul. And so the only thing that is going to get you to the other side is to remember where you are going, to remember where you are going, where you want to go, where the destination is. And it is focusing your mindset and saying, you know what? I started this journey to get to the other side. And now things of life have come and begin to question that begin to try to tip over the boat so I don't get to the other side. And it doesn't matter which area of your life you look at. When you set goals, when you get intentional, when you have a plan, when you start out on this journey in any area of your life, there is going to be a storm not too far in the future. And this is the way life is, and there's no way out of this. So keeping our mindset focused on our destination and the goal that we want to achieve is going to help us focus when the storm comes in. Super important. So number one was understand that life is a journey, and number two is to remember where you are going inside of that area of your life. Number three is... Is this idea of it's okay to be calm? Now, this is a mindset and a belief system shift, because we have certain program reactions that are uh, programmed from society, from church, from from the television, from entertainment. That if this happens, then you're then you should fall apart, and it doesn't matter what it is. It says, you know, this happens, a death of a loved one, uh, you should fall apart. Uh, you should go back to drinking and, and all of these things And in, in, and they set up this should process for you. And you kind of have it set in your mind too. If this happened, then I would do this. It's kind of like if you found your wife was unfaithful and you walked in on the bed, then I would kill them. You know, and they, these actions and reactions are often set up and programmed when something different should be in its place. And that is, it's okay to be calm. It's okay for me to not overreact. It's okay for me not to um, sink into (laughs) sedation and numb my feelings. It's okay not to do that, though it's the normal in the world system. During this process, Jesus was sleeping (laughs) in the bottom of the boat, right? And he had a firm belief that it is okay to be calm. You know, and I, fir- I firmly believe that he understood that life is a journey, and he knew the, the process of going to the other side. He knew where he was going. And so it was no surprise when a storm came, and he felt completely okay with sleeping through the storm, and that is not letting the storm affect us. You see, there's a difference between having the storm on the outside of us and then allowing that storm to come in on the inside and begin to affect and to to determine our behavior. And that's really important. Number four, get out of your stories. You see, immediately they begin to wake Jesus up, right? And the disciples said that we're perishing, we're dying. And in another location, it says, master, do do, do you not even care? That we are perishing. So there are two stories that are going on in the heads of the disciples. And that is first, number one, that we are dying. And that's what we think when we go through the darkness, when we go through the trials, when we go through the moments of of temptation or whatever it is, or the pain of loss. And we get so attached to people, places, and things. And, and the pain of loss is, is, is really powerful. And we say that we are dying. And then we come to the place and the location, do you not even care? This is where we begin to judge the motives of God based upon our circumstances. And this is very easy to do. Uh, if you've lost a loved one, if, you, if you've experienced painful situations, if you've lost jobs and homes, and and if you've lost everything, um, then you you could come to these conclusions that I am living this walking death, and God does not even care what is going on in my life. And then what begins to happen after that? Everybody around you begins to succumb to the same stories. And the same fear and everything begins to spiral out of control. And so that's what's going on inside of this boat is that this disciples are replaying the story over and over again, begin to get filled with fear and saying that they are dying and that God does not even care about what they are going through. And all of this is just stories that begin to replay inside of our minds. Number four in this process is to get out of the stories. You see, whenever we're in a situation, whenever we're in darkness, we have a tendency to replay the worst case scenarios, do we not? And we go into the different stories. We begin to imagine different outcomes and and a lot of them are very fear-based and they cause us to be afraid. So we must get out of the story. So number three was okay to be calm. Number four, get out of the stories. You don't want things to begin to spiral out of control. Number five, remember that Jesus is in the boat with you. Now we have this abundant life, this life of recovery, and it's a, a life about growth and expansion. And, uh, uh, and greatness. But even though we're called to this great life, we are called to suffer at the same time. And that is, there will be pain. There will be things that you have to go through. And so remembering that Jesus is in the boat with you is one of the key things. You see, he said that uh, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. You see, the world thinks peace is um, in sedating and alcohol and drugs and reaching a state of nothingness and, and achieving nirvana and all of these different things that, that the world says. But peace, his peace is far different. And knowing that he is in our situations with us is an empowering uh, belief. And that belief is that I'm not in this alone. I don't have to rely on my own strength to get through this problem. I can rely on Christ. I can rely on God because Jesus is in the boat with me. That is a powerful thing. So after Jesus began to, uh, after he woke up, um, the Bible says that he, he rose up. And so number six is understand that you need to rise in your authority, rise in your authority. Now, I've talked about this many times, so I'll just touch on it a little bit here just to give you a little hint of what I'm talking about. But you are responsible for your life, that there is a realm that you are in control over, and that is yourself, that is your jurisdiction. And what needs to take place is that you are willing to rise inside of your area of influence, that you are to rise and not to fall back, not to decline, but begin to rise inside of your authority. So to do that, you have to understand what's in the realm of your control, what's in the realm of your influence, understand your jurisdiction and begin to focus on rising inside of that. And and to do that, you have to begin to focus on faith, not on fear. You see, there there are situations that come in our life, and our immediate response is fear, and that is because we have this built-in mechanism of 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 flight, fight, or freeze. And so, oftentimes, we we make the wrong choice. And our natural impulse uh, in any given situation naturally leads us into trouble. And so a situation comes, much like this boat, and it triggers in us a response. And we want to flight. That is, we want to run away. We want to hide. We want to sedate. We want to numb. We want to avoid the situation. And that response is going to get us uh, uh, spiraled out of control. And then sometimes we, uh, we face a situation and we want to fight. That is, we want to lash out in aggression instead of uh, uh, hiding our emotions and, and, and um, sinking into those. We, we lash out and we let them out and we attack and we get on the aggressive stance. That is the fight mode. The next mode is freeze, and this is what fear often does. It just causes us to just stop. So whatever we're doing inside of our life, we just stop. If we're uh, building a great marriage and storms begin to come, and we get discouraged, we get frustrated, and we stop, or we get, to, or we lash out in anger and aggression, or we begin to run and to hide, and so all of these natural responses are are counterproductive. To any growth and development inside of our lives. And we usually pick uh, the one that is going to cause us the most pain when what needs to take place is a stopping, and not a stopping of freezing but of, of, of awareness and getting a different choice. Looking at the situation, what is taking place? Let the, the calm and the peace come over you so you can get begin to make a positive, assertive decision, not based upon fear, not based upon anger, not based upon uh, being frozen, but based upon your best intentions and best, based upon the wisdom and the spirit of God operating in your life. Man, that is a a powerful reality. Number seven is to begin to admonish the problem. What did Jesus do? He rose up and he rebuked the storm. He rose up and he rebuked the storm. A lot of times we're not willing to face the situation. And so instead of admonishing the problem, we avoid the problem. Uh, we pretend like we're not in a storm. We pretend like something bad did not just happen or or this, that, and the other thing. And so instead of being willing to face the problem, we run from the problem. So number seven is Jesus is standing up and seeing what was taking place, getting awareness of what was going on and begin to admonish the problem. And that is he began to verbally correct it. You see, the problem that we're able to overcome is the problem that we're able to face. And the problem might be big. It might be a big problem. It might be a big storm. But we must be willing to stand, we must be willing to rise in our authority, and we must be willing to admonish the problem. And that is, there are some problems in our life that are not going to go away until we stand up in our authority and verbally correct the problem. If this is taking place in our household. If this is taking place with other addicts in your life, it's not the problem is not going to be solved until you rise in your authority and begin to admonish the problem. Now, you can pray to God to remove it, uh, but God wants you to understand that He has empowered you to do so. And it's only a rise in your authority that's going to change things. See, if God were to change things for you, your weak-willed and your weakness and your unwilling to face the problems would cause a bigger problem to come back into your life. And so God's all about building the authority and the character inside of you so you can begin to stand up, rise, and admonish the problem. And sometimes this has to be, we have to take our head out of the sand. We have to be willing to face it. And we have to be willing to look it in the eye. And that is um, an analogy that I've heard. You have to name it to tame it, and that is you have to say, you know what, this is the this is the storm, this is the situation in my life, and label it, give it a name. This is what it is, and so once I can begin to name it, once I can begin to look at it in the eye and say, you know what, I'm going to rise in my authority, and I'm going to I'm going to name this problem and I'm going to verbally correct it, and I'm going to face this situation, and then positive change begins to happen. Positive change begins to happen. And number eight is to forbid the situation. You see, uh, to rebuke means to forbid. And there, there are a lot of situations that are taking place in our life because we, re- we refuse to forbid the situation and codependent um, scenarios where where people are being used, you're being used, uh, people are taking advantage of your kindness. Uh, Maybe you have an addict living at home and you're enabling. And there's so many situations that take place because we allow them to happen. And Jesus stood up and he forbid the situation and saying, what was he saying? He's saying, you know what? This is not going to happen. I veto this. This is not the way that this is going to play out. And I'm going to put a stop to this and I'm going to put an end to this. And that, my brothers, is what authority is all about. Is say, you know what? This situation that has taken place in my life, it's not going to take place any longer. I refuse to allow that to happen. And the first person that you must, must take a stand against is yourself. And say, self, I know you have a tendency to fail. I know you have a tendency to do this, that, and the other thing. But your behavior is no longer to be tolerated. And so when you begin with the victimization, when you begin to go to the excuses, and when you begin to go to the uh, rationalizations, when you begin to go to fear, you tell yourself, I forbid that. I rebuke you. I'm not going to allow this to take place. And once you begin to allow that with yourself, you begin to make a standard against yourself and say, This is the standard that I'm going to follow. And once you begin to do that, you could begin to do that in other areas of your life. You see, your your household is your domain, your your body, your mindset, your mind, will, and emotions. That's your domain. And the same thing if you're a supervisor or any a leadership capacity with inside your job. That is your domain. And you refuse or allow certain things to happen. And it takes us rising on our authority and saying, you know what? I'm going to forbid that. That is not going to be tolerated. Jesus said this in, in Luke 8, 25. He said, he said to them, where is your faith? Man, I love Jesus because he could have said multiple things, but he just asked a question. I mean, he's the ultimate life coach here. Uh, During this situation, um, they begin to communicate to Jesus, and he said, where's your faith? They were afraid in their wonder, saying, what manner of man is this that he commands, and even the winds and the water obey him? You see, in everything in life, and especially in recovery, is the example laid out in the ultimate example? Is the Son of God, and he he rose in his authority. He understood his jurisdiction. He admonished the problem. He forbid the situation. And he commands, and it obeys. He commands, and it obeys. And we need to rise in that kind of of authority. This is the way to have peace inside the storm. So number one, understand that life is a journey. That you'll face dark times. This is a belief system. Understand where you are going. Set a goal. Have a vision. It's okay to be calm. Forsake uh, other stereotypes of how you're supposed to respond. While many are freaking out about uh, the pandemic, uh, you have a firm belief that it's okay to be calm inside of it. Number four, get out of the stories, the worst case scenarios. Number five, remember that Jesus is inside the boat with you. Number six is to rise in your authority. Number seven, admonish the problem. Be willing to face the situation and verbally correct it. And number eight is to stand up and rise in your authority and to begin to forbid the situation that is taking place. Hmm. This is a powerful reality. So I ask you, brothers, where in your life is this not taking place? Like you know and understand what to do now and ask yourself, where in your life is this not taking place? Where are you not rising in your authority? Where are you are not admonishing the problem? What problem are you not willing to face? Write that down on a piece of paper and ask yourself, what are you going to do to begin to face and correct that situation? Peace.